Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Is there a parallel between the province of Alberta and the province of Ontario, which in 1990 decided to vote NDP and brought in Bob Ray for five years of disaster, massive debt, and eventually, uh, five years later, the voters said, Out! And brought in a strong conservative leader in Mike Harris. And in Alberta, perhaps the uh, the voters in the province are going to say, Out! And bring in a strong conservative leader in Jason Kenney. The options are left to the voters. And literally any day now, an election second only in importance to the October 21st federal election may be called in Wild Rose Country. Uh, Premier Nate Rachel Notley has to set an Alberta election date for no later than May the 31st. And who will Albertans most likely vote for? It's a good question. There's a new book out titled Orange Chinook, and it contains chapters written by politicians and intellectuals about what happened in 2015. Now, don't be turned off by the term intellectuals. Um, chapters written by politicians and intellectuals about what happened in 2015 to elect Notley and the NDP and what lies ahead for Alberta in literally just weeks. We're joined by Professor Dwayne Bratt. He's a political science professor at Mount Royal University in Alberta. He's also the editor of Orange Chinook. Great title, Professor Bratt. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. How'd you come up with that? It, we came up with it by putting a spin on the phrase Orange Crush, which was viewed in the 2011 election as the big breakthrough that the federal NDP had. And we wanted to put an Alberta spin on it by talking about the Chinooks here. Okay. And the phrase Chinook can be read in multiple ways, so um, it, it allows people to, to read into it as they want. Okay, and right now the, uh, the plea in uh, Calgary is, please God, bring a Chinook. <laughs> yeah, regardless of what color it is, it has been a deep freeze for a week, and we're looking at week two now. Uh, so sorry for you, but I'm in southern Ontario, and we went through that. And then we got smart. As I said, we took all the windmills that Kathleen Wynne installed, and we pointed them west. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in 2015, and what was it that particularly led, particularly, let me get the words out, ultimately led to an NDP Notley government for Alberta. I mean, that was the, the real impetus of the book. I mean, when you look at the progressive conservative dynasty that had governed for 44 years um, and was leading substantially in the polls a couple, you know, two months before the election call in 2015, and then the switch over, um, we felt that was an important story and it needed to be told. And essentially... The, the public was really angry at the Progressive Conservative Party. Um, there had been multiple leader changes. Uh, there was a sense of corruption and entitlement in the later stages of the PC government. Um, there was a floor crossing where most of the members of the opposition Wild Rose Party walked over and, and joined Jim Prentice and the, and the PCs. So there was a sense that we're really angry at the PCs, but we have no place to go. Um, you know, Wild Rose was was struggling after the floor crossing. They only had a couple uh, MLAs. Uh, the Liberals had basically been deteriorating election after election. The NDP, while they had a popular leader, they they also only had four seats, and 
there you went forward. So there was an, uh, a moment, an opportunity for somebody besides the PCs to win the election. They, the electorate was angry. They just needed someone to step up. And really, the triggering point was the leaders' debate. Uh, media covers leaders' debates a lot. Most cases, they don't matter a lick. In this case, they did. And, and the clear polling data showed that was the shift. And it shifted for two reasons. One is Rachel Notley's performance. The second was Jim Prentice's performance, because Jim Prentice, by focusing his attacks on Notley, was unconsciously telling the electorate, if you want to know who the alternative is to me, it's that woman over there. And it, there was a series of mistakes beyond the cam- over the course of the campaign, but it was really that debate performance. Now, was there similarity between 2015 in Alberta and 1990 in Ontario? Oh, absolutely. And uh, so all of the authors in the book are from Alberta, with one notable exception. We, we, be, we believe that the Bob Ray victory in 1990 um, was a nice comparison. So we uh, got Graham White, a political scientist from the University of Toronto, Mississauga, to write a chapter comparing the two on the experiences that they had, as well as some of the differences. The biggest difference between the two is Notley had the Bob Ray experience, and uh, that she tried to learn from the mistakes that Bob Ray made. The second mistake, um, that, that, or the second disadvantage that, that Ray had, is when we, he looked across the aisle, he saw liberal and conservative cabinet ministers from previous Ontario governments. But when Rachel Notley looked across the aisle, there was you know, new, new, newbies, uh, almost the entire... Um, MLA cohort, over 70 of them out of 87, were brand new in 2015. So she didn't have that entrenched institutional knowledge that Bob Ray faced. Both of them dealt with um, a recession for different reasons, but both of them dealt with recession. Both of them went into uh, great debt, but Rachel Notley has held on to her base as opposed to Bob Ray. The, the introductions of, of Ray days meant that many NDP supporters left the party. Um, Rachel Notley, her base, they have stayed with her through thick and thin. Do the similar, I find it interesting you say the base has stayed with Rachel Notley because that will no doubt have an effect on uh, the Alberta election, but Mr. Kenny's party, UCP, has a 20-plus point lead at this at this juncture, if I have that correctly. Oh, absolutely. If the election was held today, it would be a landslide victory. Okay, so uh, so there's a similarity in 2019 as well, because Ontario had a strong conservative leader in yeah. Mike Harris in 1995 and a completely threadbare NDP government. Yeah, um, the NDP now in Alberta is much better off than what the Bob Ray was really? in okay. 95. So, so uh, what does that mean, much better off? Uh, they're going to do better than what Ray did in um, 1995. And, and the reason for that is even with the, the low poll numbers that the NDP has, if you remove the 2015 election, they're the highest results the NDP has ever had. Um, so they could very well hold on to 30% of the vote, 20-odd um, seats, 
for a party that going into 2015 had had four, and that's what I mean stronger. Mm-hmm. The danger that the the NDP has, and, and why I don't think that they have much of a chance of winning, even beyond the big poll lead that the UCP has, is even if the NDP do just as well as they did in 2015 and win 40% of the vote, they will still lose the election. And that is because what has occurred since 2015 is the merger of the Progressive Conservative Party and the Wild Rose Party into one, into one conservative entity. And so the NDP benefited from vote splits in 2015, um, and they are not going to have that. They're up against a unified conservative party. Professor Bratt, how significant is the Alberta election to the rest of the country? There's got to be watching very carefully. We know what the date is. For the federal election, it's October the 21st, but the campaign's already underway, clearly. Oh, yeah. Um, but how significant is what happens in Alberta, whenever it's called, May 31st or earlier, how significant is it going to be to the rest of this country? Absolutely significant. Um, we'll just start with Rachel Notley. Uh, one of the things that Rachel Notley did within months of winning the election in 2015 was to introduce a consumer-based carbon tax. A year later, the federal government introduced the same thing. I have no doubt that if Alberta did not have that system put in place, I don't think the Trudeau government would have done so. At the time when Trudeau brought in his his carbon plan, uh, Quebec and Ontario had their cap-and-trade system. B.C. and Alberta had uh, a carbon tax system. And with the four largest uh, provinces and the largest energy producer, it gave, uh, it allowed Trudeau to implement that. Um, the Notley government has worked quite closely with Trudeau on climate issues and on pipeline issues. Um, the relations aren't very good with them right now because Trudeau is incredibly unpopular in Alberta. If there is a change in government and Jason Kenney becomes premier of Alberta, he is pledging a confrontation with the federal government, the likes of which we probably haven't seen since the early 1980s. He is going to join the uh, lawsuit against the federal carbon tax that Saskatchewan and now Ontario are participating in. He will repeal the Alberta uh, carbon tax. He is going to. He has promised a referendum on the federal equalization program to force the federal government to renegotiate it. He has threatened to um, stop the flow of oil to BC if they continue to block the Trans Mountain Pipeline project. So we're, we're dealing with, if there is a switch in government here, the confrontations with the federal government that we're already seeing with the Ford government is going to continue and it's going to exacerbate. And uh, Mr. Trudeau would probably have time for nothing else between now and the 21st of October. Because public well, public opinion would be, be so... clearly on the defensive. They sure would. When, when Trudeau came to power, he looked around the cabinet table, or the, uh, the first minister's table, and there were a lot of allies. The only one he's got left, really, is, is Rachel Notley. All of the other allies, like uh, Kathleen Wynne, are long gone. Yep. And so, you know, when Trudeau campaigned in 2015, he was very critical of Stephen Harper and his uh, treatment of the provinces. Um, if you were to look at that situation right now, or probably in the next couple months, the situation is a lot worse than what he took over with. All right. I'll ask you to hold on, please. Professor Dwayne Bratt is with us. We're talking about the book Orange uh, Chinook and... Uh, 
what's happened in Alberta in 2015, what's going to happen in 2019. Tremendous contributors to this book. And the professor was the editor. When we come back, we'll ask him about what the 2019 election will come down to. What are the issues? Professor Dwayne Brad is with us, editor of Orange Chinook and political science professor at Mount Royal University in Alberta. Orange Chinook, a new book about Alberta politics, which led to the Notley government in 2015 and uh, looking at what is likely to happen no later than May the 31st. Professor Brad, is that the deadline, May 31st, as I understand it, it is? Yes. Um, I suspect we're probably looking, I've got April 16th penciled into my calendar because the the legislature is being recalled on, on March 18th. I expect the NDP to deliver a, a throne speech on that day and then call the election right after. So what are the issues going to be? What What's the election in Alberta going to come down to? If if the UCP has the way, the first issue will be the economy, the second issue will be the economy, and three, four, and five will be the economy. They, they take on different roles, everywhere from the issue of pipelines, which has taken on the, the symbol of the economy, of jobs, of the carbon tax, of budget deficits. What the NDP is trying to do is get it off of the economic issue and and talk about health care issues and warning that a UCP government would make dramatic cuts in health and education, as well as talking about social issues, um, gay rights, abortion, those sorts of matters, um, as well as the likability of the leader. It, it, Rachel Notley, despite the problems that she's had, remains personally popular in the province, but her party is not. And, and ironically, the UCP is leading popularity over its leader, um, uh, Jason Kenney. So it's a, a bit of an unusual situation. The, they want the NDP is going to want voters to focus on the, the relationship of Notley versus Kenney. So Jason Kenney could be the benefactor of opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And I think the greatest achievement he's made in his return to politics was orchestrating the merger. Um, and he has shifted the agenda. He is acting as if he is already effectively the premier of this province. And, and Rachel Notley is acting as if she's already the leader of the opposition. Most of the um, uh, attacks, the NDP isn't promising what they plan on doing in the future. Instead, they're spending their time attacking Kenny, which is usually what an opposition party does. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the most? What's the single most... Interesting. I, maybe this isn't fair because different people contributed to the book. But what's the point made in the book that most stood out to you? It, it's it's a difficult comment uh, to make, but I would say one of the things is, regardless of the outcome of the 2019 election, the province has changed and uh, going forward, and it's changed in different respects. So the chapter on rural Alberta shows that the traditional power base that rural Alberta had in successive governments has largely disappeared. Um, the the changes about uh, urban Alberta as well, uh, and the party system. Going back to the creation of Alberta as a province in 1905, we would elect these dynasties. So we would elect a, a party, and they would be in power for 20 or 30 or 40 years, and then we would throw them out of office they would never come back again, and we replace it with somebody who'd never been in power before. 
And that went right up to 2015. So the Progressive Conservative Party, which governed for 44 years, is gone. It, 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 it's disappeared. The NDP was elected going from four seats to, to 52 seats. So what we're seeing is uh, Alberta becoming, at least politically, uh, in its party structure, similar to every other province in the country, right. where it had been an outlier. So, you know, the, the UCP could very well win the 2019 election. In fact, I think that they will. But I don't think they're going to be in power for 44 years. All right. Uh, Professor Brad, thank you so much for the time. The book is Orange Chinook. And uh, this Alberta election is going to be fascinating, and it will have an impact, huge impact, on this country heading toward 21st of October. Really appreciated speaking with you. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Roy. All the best. Professor Dwayne Bratt. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.